This week on the Best Friends Fancast, we will talk about the Monday episode, Jamie Lee will attend your wedding, and the Thursday episode, Football Phones, David's Secret Workshop, Getting High on CBD Oil. Now on with the show. Don't call me white. Don't call me white. Don't call me white. Don't call me white. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, aka Hennessy Williams. <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. I was expecting a, a real down under nickname, but how the fuck are you? I haven't talked to you for a while. How was your trip? How was how's life? Uh, Lay it on me. Yeah, I haven't talked to you in like literally a week and three days or so. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. uh, I forget what the questions were, but good. How, how was your trip to Australia? Ah, the trip to Australia was great. Uh, I had a great time. I, I don't know what there is to say other than I had a great time and they are obsessed with America and really? I, I think they are. I have a theory because okay. one of the billboards I saw a few times is I'm assuming a politician who's running for something and it's just a big billboard of him and the flag in the background, I guess. And then it just says, make Australia great, which oh my I, God. <laughs> I find humorous for several reasons. But uh, I saw that a few times. And then everywhere you go... I was like expecting like really weird food for some reason, but everywhere you go, it's just like the same food is here, but they have burgers like 24 seven everywhere. And so I was like, that's weird. And then uh, there's a McDonald's like fucking almost as many as there are here, which I thought was weird. Um, What is my other theory? Oh yeah. Also they're obsessed with uh, over there. They're, I think they're Holden's, maybe they're Vauxhall, but either way, they're American cars that are rebadged as a whatever, but oh. Yeah, you know, they're obsessed with their Australian V8 racing, like they're they're obsessed, Lisa, they're obsessed. And uh <laughs> and I I I had other other things uh such as when I was driving along, I texted you because this was so shocking to me. There is Australian country music. And I heard a fascinating tune, which I learned was called Orchid Street by Jesse Brown, I think, featuring Anne Kirkpatrick, uh, about a, a teenage girl who was on her way to the ball and was killed by a train. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's uh, sad. <laughs> I mean, as someone who is a fan of murder ballads, even if the murder was committed by a, a train conductor... And it wasn't so much a murder as an accident. Uh, I still very much enjoyed this song. And like the flabbergasted look on my face as I was listening to Australian country music. And I heard this tune come along. Uh, yeah, I was I was in heaven. Uh, but uh, that is pretty shocking. So they have was it a it was a country music station you were listening to an Australian country music station. It was that is a good theory for being obsessed with America right there. It is 
its own genre. Like they like they did not play any of the artists I've ever heard of. It was just Australian people who I've never heard of singing country music with their Australian accent. Ugh. I don't know if that's I can't wait to hear this song because I don't know what to think about this. There's a lot of things. A girl getting hit on the way to the ball. Like this sounds like it's 1982. Uh, or ball. Yeah. No, that sounds like 1882. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it was a great trip and I got to see a lot of Australia in my short four day, four and a half ish days there. Uh, the Formula One race was great as well, other than the fact that oh, they right. only had Heineken uh, as the beer there. So that sucked. But uh, yeah, great overall. Australians are perfectly nice people. Didn't get to meet up with Kara, Kara, unfortunately, but she did recommend some cool places to go in Brisbane. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to go back. Really? Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. So you want to go back? I wanted to ask you about the animals, but uh, so you actually do want to go back? There's you feel drawn to it? Are you going to move there? I'm. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not going to move there, but. I could see myself living there. Uh, Melbourne Whoa. was full of attractive people. And then Sydney reminded me of us or of us. <laughs> Sydney <laughs> reminded me of San Francisco because it was like just full of tourists and it's hilly and it's like near the water and there's like wharves everywhere. But so I would not recommend Sydney, actually, believe it or not. Uh, but and then Brisbane, I think, was my favorite of all of them. It's like uh, it reminded me kind of like uh Probably like like if San Francisco was cooler and more modern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be going there in a few weeks. Uh, well, okay. What was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah. My mom was going to do and her girlfriend were going to do like tours to Australia. That was going to be like their next venture. And I have never had any desire to go there. But it uh, sounds pretty cool. I would recommend it for you, Lisa. Well, I don't know. What, what I like I... adventure. I like stuff. I like new people. I like history. Oh. <laughs> yeah I, yeah yeah you should go i think you'll like it okay i'll go i guess so <laughs> well i'm glad you're back uh i just got home from a trip i ate, just ate some major shit on my front porch <laughs> like major shit <laughs> and i'm sober well i'm having some seltzer now because i'm like I, you know when you fall and you're like <laughs> You're all shook enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Or maybe fall it's just often, me. So, no, I don't know. I don't either. I was st- <laughs> I was just coming home with the kids with uh, lunch and I tripped up the step <laughs> coming into my house and uh, my wallet and my phone and my keys went flying. And then I went flying. I hit my knees and <laughs> and I hit my head on the front door. <laughs> 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 i'm like i how did that how ha- all of this happened in like two seconds like i had no control over myself and i just went flying i'm like if any of the neighbors saw so embarrassing oh my god okay i have to ask uh what kind of footwear were oh you god <laughs> i sw- it's not flip-flops and you would think because i do wear flip-flops around the house and every once in a while i'll walk out to go pick up the kids i'm like damn it i'm wearing flip-flops uh, it's worse though because <laughs> I'm wearing some really. These are my other shoes that I wear around the house. <laughs> they're like slip-on Skechers, and they're ho- so fucking ugly. 
And I don't like going out in them. And I accidentally went out in them today. And I think, I don't know what I did. <laughs> but I've had these for a few years. Oh, my God. I, I walk in them because I think they're better for your feet. But I don't go out in public in them because they're fucking gross. Well, I was going to say, uh, I know a guy named Jimmy who's got some <laughs> great shoes that you could look into. <laughs> I would really eat shit on those. I can't believe I hit my head on the front door. Like, what if I would have dented it or something? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, now that we've talked about our big trips, do you have any shout outs or call out? Shout out to you, Lisa, for having us in your home and everyone who came out, everyone who listened to the episode. Shout out to jen jen for giving me this lovely notebook which i will use to take notes and to write down ransom notes or whatever it is <laughs> that i need to write shout out to cara cara for telling me where to go in brisbane uh also that night uh, i went out to like a very hip pub bar brewery thing and i noticed that several young men uh I'm assuming these were like the trendy types. They were wearing skin tight jeans. Like they were literally jeggings. And Whoa. I was extremely disturbed. So if you want to like fit in, <laughs> apparently wear a button up Ralph Lauren polo long sleeve. Wear skin tight jeggings. And I'm talking about Whoa. skin fucking tight. And then wear like some Chelsea boots and then you'll just fit in in Australia, apparently. Um, Weird. Yeah. So shout out to uh, everyone who I just said. And call outs. Oh, wait. You should do your shout outs first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. Okay. Uh, I'll shout out Brittany. I love you. I miss you. Shout out to all the people. No, sorry. Shout out to Leanne for the nice comments about uh, our last my our last episode shout out to james leroy wilson for the really nice comments after his trip to my house shout out to dr jen i always have fun conversations with her after the show and also lauren kelly for the same reason it's fun to you know when people are listening that's great but when you get some feedback and then there's jokes and conversations it makes it a lot of fun and shout out to becky who i'm just glad that she was able to record with me last week and got to give a health update and she's had another update since then is some of her testing has come back and it's not cancer so there's not still not answers but at least there's a relief in that that because she was worried that that's what was going on. Yeah, that's all my uh, shout outs. And I don't have any call outs. Do you have any call outs? Yeah, I meant to say shout out to Becky for doing the update with you on that episode as well. And I, when I said, uh, fuck the Girl Scouts or whatever the hell I said, <laughs> I have no problem with the Girl Scouts. I have problems with their cookies because they, they've been my whole life. They, they've been sold to me as like the cookie to end all cookies. Like, uh, it, but, but it was fine. It was, it was whatever. Like uh, right. their cookies are just cookies. Then again, I I'm not big on the sweets, so uh, their cookies can go fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> call outs. I will be calling out uh, none other than Lisa Lowry for oh, calling Jesus. me. Oh <laughs> uh, Bleep that out. Uh, also to Walter Marquez for uh, propagating that uh, terrible nickname. Calling out Doctor Jen, so called Doctor Jen Kavorky Jen is more like it. <laughs> Uh, she's sick. 
she she sent me uh, that video that was going around of the ginormous spider in Australia when she knew I was going to Australia, and then she like, you know put a spell on me like she put a hex on me from across the world and i woke up i took a nap in my car my rental car because i was doing a lot of driving uh, and i look okay. over my sh- my shoulder and on the window is a fucking huge spider and <laughs> i was like freaked out i was it was like <laughs> two in the morning in a in like a rest area and now i'm out in the parking lot with one shoe off and one shoe in my hand trying to smack <laughs> this bitch off my car and uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh yeah, I think that's it. Uh that leaves me with uh, at least one question. You were sleeping in your car at two in the morning in a rest stop? Okay, so <laughs> no one cares about my trip, but I flew into Melbourne. Everybody cares about your trip. <laughs> uh, no one cares. Okay. I flew into Melbourne and got a rental car. By the way, people drive like fucking maniacs there and I I feel right at home in LA, but these people are psychotic. Uh and I drove from Melbourne to Sydney. And then from Sydney, I drove to Brisbane. And I believe, if I remember the number correctly, my rental car, uh, I put 1,800 kilometers on it in these short three days. So uh, when I'm saying, like, I got to see a lot of Australia, like, I, I really saw a lot of Australia in that short amount of time. But yeah, so at some point, you know, they have a lot of rest stops, rest areas. So it was nice and safe to do these long drives for me. And I'm used to driving a lot. So anyway, uh, yeah, I was uh, asleep. And the day before, I was like, well, I haven't seen a bug yet that has like, freaked me out. <laughs> and then, of course, the next day, I wake up and it's like right next to my face. Um, so they don't have lot lizards. They have lot spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still worry. for. I worry. I, I'm worried. I'm worried for you. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. I saw a picture of you with a koala bear. Did you go to a zoo or did they just have them running wild? Like, I so, believe that they do. That's the thing is, like, supposedly these things are everywhere. And I believe they are because I saw two of them dead on the side of the highway. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I saw a dead kangaroo on the side of the highway. Whoa. And something that was probably a wallaby. And so I'm like, why do, you know, when I, when I'm, when I drive down to New Mexico once a week, like, Almost every other time, I see herds of deer, like, all the time. So I was like, I'm doing a shit ton of driving. I'm going to see at least one koala in the wild. And there's, like, signs, you know, saying, watch out for them. If you hit one, dial this number, you know. So I was like, I had my eyes peeled, and I didn't see a goddamn thing. Not a fucking animal. It was kind of a bummer. So I, so when I went to Sydney, there's a zoo there. And so it was not the ideal situation, but I had to cozy up to a koala one way or another. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, and I got to see the picture because super fan Megan sent it to me. I'm like, okay, finally I get to see a picture. He's not going to post anything. Apparently you probably oh. do stories or something. Yeah. I did like three Instagram stories. That's the thing is like, uh, I also am not that big into Instagram, but I got off Twitter. So that's the only place you're going to see anything from me now. So at RMCGS on Instagram. Oh, and so I don't close. post there often, so don't even bother. Yeah, I much like you, you were off Twitter for a few days and you're like, I don't miss anything. So I feel the same way about any social media except for Instagram. They're like, oh, did you see my story? I'm like, I go on Instagram like once every four days. So I'm going to miss stories apparently. Yeah, you didn't miss much. I was just, you know, doing my dad jokes, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I guess we should talk 
stock. I guess we should. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that seltzer's kicking in. I guess we should talk about Monday. Okay, so Jamie Lee was on Monday, and uh, Allison was talking about how her intros and about how she doesn't feel like she does a good job at them. But I feel like she always explains who the person is, and I always feel like I get a good uh, feeling for who the person is if I haven't heard of them. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Well, I know who Jamie Lee is because of Pete Holmes. And I think I've seen her stand up like maybe on like Conan or something. But aside from that, I'm not too familiar with her. <laughs> People listening are going to laugh at that. Um, okay. So uh, she. Wait, did you <laughs> ask me? I don't care. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of her. I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so she dieted young, so they talked a lot about the different things dieting-wise, and it threw me back to being young and all of the dieting th- Like, we make fun of Allison's horrible food choices, but I think about all of the stuff that I did growing up. Like, my mom, obviously, she put me into Jenny Craig at a certain point. She's like, okay, <laughs> you're large and in charge. Let's get this under control. But after that, I always had something. There was, you know, I fall, I fell for every like commercial. I did the Slim Fast. I did the Nutrisystem. I did the Starving. I did the Nodos and Coca Cola. And my mom was always dieting too, much like Jamie Lee's mom. But my mom was always like, like she was ninety five pounds and skinny. And if she became like a hundred pounds, she's like, I need to go on a diet, and she eat like lettuce, and that's about it. So. Uh, I had like the super skinny mom and I was like the chubby Mexican kid. <laughs> By the way, meeting your mother oh, uh, God. briefly yes. was very interesting. She's not what I imagined. Right. She seems like a like a regular ass mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, on the other hand. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, she was perfectly nice. Uh, I will say she's not the best driver from the very short experience I had before I fell asleep. But um, uh, so it's interesting that her job is giving rides to people. But um, agreed. I was worried <laughs> that she was falling asleep while you were falling asleep. <laughs> I, I guess uh, I was like, I guess I'm going to die it. on the way home from the junk show. I guess this is how it goes. Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, I think her girlfriend drives more than she does. But uh, yeah, I was a little nervous. Uh, I used to be nervous when she'd pick the kids up. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway, dieting. Yes. Uh, Yeah, she's perfectly normal. But uh, definitely growing up, there was like mind fucks as far as like my mom was like the hot mom growing up and like having someone that's obsessed with being skinny and then like me not being skinny was like really hard. And I just listening to Jamie Lee talk about different stuff. And she talked about. She would like starve herself and then she would like binge eat. I went through phases of like, like she had like her depressed eating binge. And I would definitely, when I had my first apartment by myself, I was like, I would go like rent a movie from Blockbuster and then like pick up some food. And it was like, that was my boyfriend. (laughs) Like that's like, I was so depressed. And so like food was like my, my biggest comfort. Like that's all I cared about. And uh, just hearing all of this talk was like, oh my God, uh, brought me back. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, I do love me some food, but I've never, fortunately, I've never had to do any crazy diets or anything like that. It's really a mind fuck because 
even like she was talking about even to this day where you still i mean and her and allison are both the same way you know and obviously allison right now is heavier from having the baby but she's gonna go right back to being skinny and jamie lee is skinny and just that feeling of like they're always like thinking about it it's just something that's ingrained in you and i do blame like the magazines and the just the bad influences and both of them are talking about loving the body that you're in and you feel like you're too old to be like this insecure and it's like i feel that same way it's like how when do you get over that like can you undo all the damage i don't i don't know and like then the people that date health conscious people that are like health obsessed was just just as bad like what jamie lee said is just as damaging and just society pressures and family and like everything it's just i don't know it's a lot <laughs> true that true that baby all right <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about anymore uh let's see she was talking about wedding planning and like the stress of that and it's funny because growing up i never had like this ideal wedding and like all the things that uh dreaming about it was you know i wanted to get married but i didn't think about any of this stuff and going into it i thought oh this is going to be easy because i just want whatever's cheapest it doesn't really matter like but then i didn't get as crazed as allison but i did definitely like you have to make decisions and for me i just want to be like whatever but you have to since you're in charge of it you really do have to make these decisions and then it becomes like oh my god i have to make all these decisions and i don't even care about any of this stuff um but it's it's one of the most stressful things in the world to do and uh don't wish it on anybody just have a big party everybody <laughs> byob <laughs> it's funny that she was talking about how that that's what sh- she liked about her wedding was that they were it was just like everyone hanging out and whatever. And it r- reminded me of our weekly or weekly, <laughs> our yearly get togethers at yes. your place. Everyone who can come comes. We hang out, we eat, we drink, we go to the fire pit and uh, it's a good time. Agreed. That's how it should be, too. It does. It, it just I don't know. It gets so tied up in all the other bullshit and the nonsense. Do you have anything else for Monday before we talk? Oh, crashing. Have you seen crashing by the by the way? I've watched maybe two or three episodes. It's not my favorite show. Okay. It sounded like it'd be right up my alley, but I don't have... Was it on HBO? Yes. Yeah, I don't have HBO, so I thought... Actually, I thought it was on Netflix. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to hunker down and watch this crashing show, and it's like some some show from England or something. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I got the wrong uh, show, but... It sounds up my alley because it sounds funny and interesting and Greg Fitzsimmons writing on it or whatever. But uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, it'll be on somewhere and I'll just binge it at some point. Speaking of shows from England that I love, uh, Catastrophe season four is now on Amazon and I did not know that. Uh, It's a show that I am obsessed with and uh, season three I didn't love, but season one and two I did uh, enjoy quite a bit. And uh, check that out, Lisa, on your free time. I will. Next time I get a free trial from Amazon Prime (laughs) (laughs) with my, like, 15 different accounts that I use. Okay. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Childish chat really quick. I don't know if you listened to the newest episode, but the only thing that I got from it, well, first of all, she brought up the football phone and a lot of the same things that are on the Thursday show on uh, childish but Greg Fitzsimmons said that Allison should reconnect with Adam Carolla what do you think about that why 
I, I don't see what the point of that would be. Agreed. Uh, no, I, I don't think she should. Uh, I, I did seriously want to go down back to the Peterson because uh, it came up on our 150th episode that it was just funny that me and Paul were at the Peterson Museum the day before the 10th anniversary. And I was telling Ray, let's go down there with some switchblades and uh, let's cause a ruckus. <laughs> and your Allison t-shirts. Of course, I, I, I told Ray because uh, from the little I know from him, he's from Massachusetts. And from what I know, those people uh, like to get busy. So I was like, let's go down there and some crack some skulls, you know? I'm sure he'd throw down. Plus, he's local, so. Did you say he's loco? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, my Mexican roots. Okay, let's talk about Thursday, shall we? Let's do it. All right. We were her little round slide, Makuni, sent in by Lee Bruns. Uh, Carb, sent in by Lee Bruns. Uh, he's been sending that one in a lot. And what's funny is, I when he first was sending it, I was like, oh, this is some... He's from South Dakota, right? <laughs> Yes, I was like, this is some local South Dakota treat. (laughs) Because even though I know about cars, I've never heard of this. Maybe it's for motorcycles and that's why. But uh, yeah, I I, but good for him. He finally got one on. I think it's funny. Uh, Yeah, I think for a while, you know, we're always trying to figure out how to get our car picked. And uh, I think you just got to pick a thing and just do it over and over until she takes pity on you and chooses you i did i i don't go on patreon almost ever but so i've never seen this carb on there repeatedly but uh yeah good for lee for getting his carb pick yep they got bronzed that was pretty funny i know he mentioned on facebook that uh his wife got i think there were some heavy eye rolls but uh he played it for her and i thought that's that whole thing is funny yeah when you get your card picked it's always good speaking of playing things for you lisa let's let's see if this will come through but uh i was listening to the 150th episode as i'm sure many of the people here did because i was missing my pals on on this very long flight to uh the land down under so at the 52 minute and something second mark uh, when we were taking our break for chat snack, oh Jen wanted to <laughs> sing a little ditty for us. And I thought, holy cow, I have just found my new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see if this comes through on the thing. And if not, it will be in there via the magic of editing. <laughs> i remember editing it and hearing it, i'm like oh that's good that's gold yep and uh <laughs> so uh yeah you can uh, hit me up if you want a ringtone of that for free 99 oh <laughs> uh, so daniel's intro did you get the joke when you first heard it of course I got it, Lisa. I'm a very intelligent person, and I love pasta. You know what? I uh, I always just, I didn't really listen, listen to it when he first said it, but when I heard Penny, I was like, obviously it's something sexual regarding Colonel Jeff, because it always seems to be. And I heard Penny, I'm like, oh yeah, he's making some sort of penis joke of some sort. But I didn't really like listen to it. So then when they go back and they're like taking it apart, obviously... 
it's funny joke but then the kathy ireland thing i think is what threw everybody because then i thought oh is that colonel jeff's crush that he just let out of the bag <laughs> you know kathy ireland does not strike me as jeff's type uh i think yeah, jeff's jeff's type is more of a if bad girl it's more like if betty page was in a rockabilly band And shout out to the one person, and by that I mean you, Lisa, who gets where that <laughs> reference is from. Shout out to Paul Gilmartin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, agreed. I know he uh, keeps a lot of things close to the vest, but uh, I, I, I like how Allison was like, well, who did you find uh, as your crush to Colonel Jeff? And I was waiting for him to say something, and then she's like, is it this? Is it that? And he's like, yes, all of the above. I'm like, damn it. I wanted to hear she did say Betty Page, which I thought was interesting. And I know we've talked a little bit about this before. What it's it's funny how much like for for guys, probably I don't know if it still is anymore, but like the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit edition, I feel like that must played a part in many men's lives. But it also played a part in my life as far as like uh, dieting. <laughs> And knowing that I would never look like one of those ladies, I mean, I wore a Mexican swimsuit, so let's like be, let's be real. <laughs> Who were your crushes? Uh, I think we've discussed this before, and I think I mentioned a pre-hepatitis Pamela Anderson, um, or, <laughs> <laughs> or post-hep. Let's. What, what was that? Exactly. Uh, who else? <laughs> um. You know, I was thinking back and there was like several of the women that were involved in wrestling. And I was trying to think, what do these women have in common? And they were all just uh, giant boobs, bosomy white women. So I don't know. (laughs) I feel like mine like definitely changed throughout the years. I think I told you like one of my first memories of having a crush on someone I was probably like, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade. And I remember having a Don Johnson, real big Don Johnson uh, crush. I had his poster up in my closet. And uh, then it grew into the same as Allison, uh, what's his face from Real Genius, Val Kilmer. And then later, it was like more guys from bands and stuff like that, I think. Oh, and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, during during drugs. <laughs> Not yeah, a... <laughs> I was going to say, like, pre-sobriety. <laughs> pre-sobriety, for sure. But, like, Mike Patton was, like, a huge crush of mine in Anthony Kiedis. Like, those two guys were, like, up there for for my uh, pre-pubescent, no, post-pubescent mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm curious what everybody else's crushes were and why. And did Sports Illustrated ever come into play for you at all? Being a child of the internet age, I was exposed oh, to uh, hardcore pornography <laughs> at a young age. <laughs> so um, I think... That was child's play. Yeah, I think every now and then I would like see it in the store and I'd look at it and it was just like, eh, I mean, that's cool, but why are they wearing right. the swimsuit? Like, uh, <laughs> what's Why do they have so many clothes on and why isn't there urine in the picture? I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I will say that probably probably the most recent Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover that I do look at and think, oh, not bad, is uh, Kate Upton's uh, cover. Oh, see, I guess I didn't know that it still existed. (laughs) 
but I guess that makes sense that it does. It's just not oh, as in like, your face, I guess. Like I was, I was saying, uh, what what did these women have in common? Uh, I had a many a different type, uh, and still do. But mm. one of the things uh, me and Honey Huntsberger have in common is that Heidi Klum uh, was a big crush for me for a while, and she is uh, not bosomy. She's uh, just a good-looking lady. Yeah. It's weird that someone with a lazy eye could be that big of a model. That's pretty cool. And she's maintained. <laughs> and I think she's pretty bosomy, but I think it's because she's like a stick figure. So she kind of has like the bigger yeah. whatever. Yeah, she's like four kids. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, she's uh, she's a freak of nature. That's for yeah, sure. she is. And also, you like uh, you like the racist women. So uh, the football phone and Allison's like obsession with this commercial. It had me going down a rabbit hole, of course, when I first heard it. And the rabbit hole is very shallow because as much as I feel like I was inundated with seeing this commercial, there's only one in existence that I could find. And it's not what she's talking about. And then there's like the the shoe phone, the tennis shoe phone or whatever commercial. And there's only like one of each. And I feel like my my there was a certain time of life where like everybody wanted the football phone. So they're ad campaigns really worked well but i don't have you looked at any of these trying to find this goddamn thing that she's talking about uh i thought about it but because i'm not on twitter okay. anymore i was like if i find it how am i gonna send her the link oh and my god like, email uh carrier pigeon you could say it on this show someone else will i don't know but it seems like and also i thought so many other people are on the yeah, case now. True. Like, I can do something better with my time. And by that, I mean stare at my phone <laughs> uh, just on Instagram. Watch now. Seinfeld again. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I think our 150th episode, we didn't have one Seinfeld reference that I can think of. Uh, what? I know. We're we... slacking. <laughs> Uh, huh. I'm going to have to go back and listen I because I feel like I must have made at least one. You would think. I was editing, and I'm like, uh, really, guys? <laughs> and by guys, I mean you and I. <laughs> and yesterday, uh, my friend Amanda's in town, and my friend Marcella happened to be in town at the same time. So we all went out. Three Seinfeld references and two I Love Lucy references in the afternoon that we hung out. I'm like, these are my friends. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> anyway so breast station did this when i heard breast station and then david immediately was like this sounds like the saddest thing on earth i was like i thought he would be like oh this sounds much more exciting than it probably actually is never heard of a breast station i'm sure you've been to it i think it's called saturdays <laughs> r.i.p saturdays uh no when you just now when you said breast station i was like what the fuck is that uh the the pump rental place uh no i have never heard of it and frankly, I uh, think it sounds a little made up. <laughs> I guess you're going to have to go and check one out and see if they actually are uh, in existence. So <laughs> the done and done joke. <laughs> what did you think about this whole, the joke, the people at this, I guess it's the people at the, did they meet at the breast station to have their get together? I'm confused, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that is where they meet okay. uh, for some of these things. Um, I didn't love the done and done, but I got it. I would have like maybe given him like a half nod. Like I see what you did yeah. there. Uh, I don't think I would have like chuckled or anything. So I think his the reaction he got was justified. I feel like I would have at least 
Uh, well, of course, I always, if there's uh, empty air, I usually fill it with something. So I've been like, I would have laughed. But it would have been more of like, a, okay, that was lame. But also, like, I mean, I am very familiar with the feeling of throwing a joke out there. And not only does it not land, but everyone just stares at me like crickets. <laughs> and I couldn't feel more alone. So I think I would be like, okay, I gotta let, make this guy not feel alone here, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, who who isn't familiar with that feeling? <laughs> I I can recall the time I was at this movie theater and... <laughs> This explosion, <laughs> this explosion happens and I go, that's gotta hurt. And silence. I feel like I was at a theater next to it. And during the, during the previews, there was this really lame movie. And I'm like, must miss. <laughs> We're so fucking lame. <laughs> well, at least we just made up for zero Seinfeld references in episode 150. And there's two horrible one's right there oh boy so uh do you have any bad dad jokes or do you tell jokes like this ever (laughs) um yes apparently on my instagram story from australia uh there's a big sign that says melbourne at the melbourne international airport and i took a picture of a picture of it from the backside (laughs) and i wrote on instagram everything is backwards here (laughs) And then, <laughs> and then uh, when I got to Brisbane, um, they also had a big sign in a park that said Brisbane, and I took so I decided to take a picture of that from the backside, and I wrote, uh, I wrote something like uh, they can, they just cannot seem to get it right, and then you know people were telling me way to go with the dad jokes there and whatnot. And uh, these are the kind of stupid things that uh, entertain me. Well, somebody's got to. <laughs> yep. No, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> See, I, that's exactly what I would have said, Daniel. Wow, that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's, by the way, another Seinfeld joke that I use all of the time. I know. <laughs> Mike and I are always like, wow, that was really funny. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Okay. Uh, so Trap Dog, we got a new ditty from Trap Dog, uh, two for two, I believe it might be called something like that. Uh, what did you think? My immediate thought was, uh, was Daniel and or Trap Dog listening to our 150th episode? Because I asked you and Joanna if you were 0 for 2 on pooping on the table, just like Allison. Uh, he changed it to two for two right no poo poo or whatever Which we are but i was like i mean it's not that far-fetched that we're using this uh same device but i just it made me think <laughs> i mean the 150th episode was advertised on her show even that's true so uh who knows old trappy boy might have been <laughs> uh listening to our show <laughs> old trappy yeah, that made me think that I we really need to have him on the show. I need to reach out to him. I've said it for like, what, three years now. He agreed to do it way back when, and we dropped the ball. So, uh, T-Dog, you need to be on the show. <laughs> He's all, yeah, El Paso. <laughs> do you think farts are funny? I'm curious. As funny as Allison? <laughs> not, not particularly funny, although... So I'm not big on public farting. I Thank think God. it's gross. Yeah. And one time a coworker 
who I literally met that day. We were sitting in the office and he was like a good distance, like maybe 15 feet away from me. And we were just chatting and he was just letting him go. And he would say, excuse me. But it was like a lot, like a lot of farts. And I was just like, who raised this guy? (laughs) Like the confidence of him. (laughs) But but no, I don't I don't like farts or fart humor and I don't like people farting in front of me. But one of the funniest things that ever happened is because my my I don't fart in front of my friends. So one time I was at my friend's house and I was like falling asleep watching some movie. And, you know, this is the danger zone when you're asleep. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no control of the back door. So one of them <laughs> scooted on out. <laughs> But it was like in that haze where I was like Did I just 80% hear asleep and it woke me up oh, no. and my friend looked over at me and I looked over at him and we both burst out laughing <laughs> and we still laugh about it if we mention it. So See, uh, that yeah, kind of like know. the accidental sneakers are funny, but yeah, I'm not a big fart humor person. I'm not going to be like, ugh, like that's lame, but I'm, it's not like something I find super funny. The accidental farts are funny. I don't like people farting in front of me i find it to be very like intrusive and rude it's like almost like seeing someone's foot i don't want to see it <laughs> i'm just kidding that farts are way worse <laughs> oh, you're a creepy foot guy aren't you <laughs> definitely not i know <laughs> Uh, but it also is funny once like uh at certain ages it is funny and i'm not talking about my own age but like when i was watching gracie and she first started like doing that and you can hear it like rumble in her in her diaper or whatever and then like so that became funny and then when the really old people do it it's funny not if they're Allison's dad and they're lifting up and like letting one go I find that to be so that's like being in the restroom with someone like I don't get it like why would you do that in front of people it's so weird yeah also I don't know I I imagine like a certain type of person liking fart humor but like I would be like you're a doctor sir yes (laughs) You just leaned forward at the dinner table. Like Like Mike's mom does it by accident. And the first time it usually happens around Christmas when she would be the person getting the presents and like she would scoot to get them and like give them to you. And then like a few like slid out before we call them little poppers, I think. And then there was one time at Easter dinner, she got up to like lean over and it was an accident and of course we don't laugh at the time but then after is like oh my god how many times is your mom gonna fart <laughs> like that is that becomes funny but yeah i i'm curious to know exactly how funny allison thinks farts are so the next time we okay. see her yes uh do you have a plan Bert. <laughs> I don't. Maybe we should get like a fart joke book and like, okay, what's funny? Let us know. Oh, I thought you were just going to be like standing next to her and trying to <laughs> and just trying cut to the cheese. Squeak one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't do I don't do that and of course, well, the kid I do it in front of the kids and that's the only thing and I think it's like a familial thing probably because they do it in front of me and like I don't do it in front of my husband, but like I will do it in front of the kids. And <laughs> If you look on a post, because my kids are on Instagram, on which is uncomfortable for me, but they have a certain noise for it, and so they made they wrote that on one of the comments. <laughs> Brittany was like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "That's what they think my farts sound like. That's how they spell." <laughs> so, 
Yeah, according to my husband, I don't ever do that, except for the last time he was here. Apparently, I did it in my sleep. I'm like, well, <laughs> oops. <laughs> Uh, I imagine he does it quite often. He never does. Well, he used to, like when we were first kind of like together. And I was like, oh, no, that's not my thing. I'm not into that. There was one time that there was what I'm not into that. You may be. But um, there was one time when I was still friends with my sister, we were planning. We used to play games all the time, like board games and stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm going to bring some snacks over. And Mike was like, snacks? He got all excited and he farted at the same time. <laughs> so now <laughs> every time we're like, oh, snacks. Oh, and then I did one. <laughs> I did an accidental one. We were doing uh, my, my friend Jen. We had like a, we we're having a poker night. So it was like a whole table full of people. And she was recording for her boyfriend like a video like to say hi to him because he was overseas or something. I don't know. And um, so we were going around the room and. I said something, I was trying to say majority and actually said majority and I started laughing at that and then I farted <laughs> and it was on the recording <laughs> to send to him and she was like, so now everything is a majority moment. <laughs> okay. Apparently I find it a lot more funny than I thought, <laughs> uh, but it's the accidental ones that get me. I think that's what it is. The element of surprise. Yep. Marjorie. So uh, before we talk about JMOs, do you have anything else from... Th Actually, do you have anything else from Thursday before I talk about my shout-outs? Our shout-outs? Um, I don't believe that I do. Okay. So before we do JMOs, I'd like to say thank you to David Huntsberger for the nice shout-out and the immediate shout-out from Colonel Jeff Fox. I was just starting to lose interest and then he reels me back in <laughs> with his... Brazil drop because he thinks about that every time that he hears my name. So my heart goes out to you. I mean, what? My fart goes out to you. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice of David to mention us. Uh, it was funny because at the show he said, Lisa, you're like the only person I remember. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like I've gone to see you in like two parts of Colorado that are not close to each other. And now I'm seeing you here in California. Uh, yeah. And we have the same hair. He must <laughs> just be a player hater because my hair is much more luxurious. Your hair is better than his. His is getting unruly. Yeah. But then again, also, I was like very sleepy and like nodding off towards the end. So he probably fucking hated me. <laughs> I don't remember him saying that, but I do remember him saying he remembers meeting me at like a pod fest or something, which is where I met him and I was a bumbling idiot. <laughs> so I, well, he couldn't get away I from mean, me quick enough. You may be a bumbling idiot, but you're hard to forget. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 that was with my mouth i swear um yeah that was really cool that he remembered because james leroy Will leroy wilson sent in a jmo he was like oh yeah i met him they that's cool that he remembers names from us coming to the show that's that's pretty cool and that renee said oh yeah i got a little dm inviting me to the show and i almost you know went which was another little shout out to me and my slipping into her dms but um that was really cool. It was just, I don't know. It's, obviously, it's always nice to hear people that you're fans of talk about you, but to give shout outs to the show and everything. I thought that was really cool. I'm going to become like David Letterman's stalker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where they're like, you're crazy. He's not talking about you. And then they start talking about him. And then he's like, see? <laughs> Did he try to kill them, though? I don't know. Okay. 
Uh, Jamos, did you pick one? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know what? In all of this talk, I actually forgot to pick one to talk about. But I think I was just going to talk about James Leroy Wilson's because the numeral... I almost said numero uno. The numeral, Roman numerals. There we go. That's the term. Uh, I don't understand the need for it, but I never thought about it. So um, it is something, though, whenever I'm watching a movie with my husband, he's he's Mr. Trivia Guy. So like he'll always like, oh, that movie was made in blah, 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 because he can like read it really quickly. And I'm still like doing the math and like counting on my toes to try and figure out what the hell year it was made in. But and usually, obviously, it's like 1952, but. Well, yeah, I was going to say the movies you uh, watch. It's one room run. <laughs> they, yeah. they were uh, made by the Romans, probably, or something. I don't know. What is that uh, stupid Julius Caesar movie? Is it called Julius Caesar? Oh, I think there's that Julius or slash possibly Caesar. Or, or Spartacus. Or something. I don't know. Spartacus, something, something like that. With those old Charles, Charles, Charles oh my Hester, god, <laughs> Char, Char, <laughs> out of Charles. my cold, dead hands. Um, yes, I've not actually seen that movie, the Spartacus movie, but in that thing you do, you know, that uh, was filmed here in the city that I live in. The drummer, he, that's his, one of his sayings. I am Spartacus, uh, and it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for bringing that up um i much like uh david huntsberger when i hear certain jmos <laughs> yes i i start to feel like old honey huntsberger where i'm just like uh this is it yeah he All has right a real then. poor opinion of jmos i think you guys do have more in common than just your hair uh he uh yeah, I love his comments of like, oh, yeah, you do that because you're human? Cool. Oh, because you're from Earth? Awesome. <laughs> and I usually yeah, say it's uh, no, well, no shit the, Sherlock, but yeah. At the same time, uh, although I agree with his sentiment, at the same time, I was like, hey, buddy, don't go <laughs> shitting on one of the key segments of Alison Rosen is your new best friend that's not what you're here to do true you gotta be a what are you the <laughs> do you think you're the co-host of some <laughs> third rate fan cast or something <laughs> third rate <laughs> you really think we're that Fourth you rate? think that highly of this show <laughs> <laughs> well I mean we're better than who are these podcasts oh god yes that's fourth rate you're right we're third rate Speaking of her, I, yeah, you got to be a team player. You can't just be like doing the jack off motion when you hear live, laugh, love. <laughs> Were you dying when Becky was talking about her fucking theme to her wedding? <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. I was dying. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. She really is a good sport because we're such assholes, but people still are still like us somehow. <laughs> so speaking of Allison's segments on monday and on thursday she talked about the how, how dare you she i feel like the description to the to the segment is longer than the actual segment and then it gets like convoluted i'm like i don't know if she needs this preempt of like on a scale of one to ten how about just the game is how dare you and i'm gonna say it and you either say the answer or how dare you i don't i mean speaking of that what's your number one to ten uh of how open you are okay before i tell okay. you uh, I think I, I've mentioned this before that it kind of defeats the purpose of the how dare you if she yes. because if she knows the number, she can kind of change the questions that she asks. 
but I'm starting to think that it's just a game that she likes to play. Like, how open is this person? Mm. But the only way for her to play is to ask someone what the number is, and then she can see, you know, if she's close or not. My number on openness, I will say when I'm being recorded for this show, it's probably a six. Okay. And uh-huh. in real life, it's Two. probably a three. <laughs> yes! <laughs> But if you're like someone that I truly trust, then it'll be a nine, but never a 10. Okay. Always got to hold something back. Oh, you do? Okay. (laughs) Maybe I'll start doing that. I feel like uh, she needs like before the show, if it's someone that's not already been on the show that knows her segments, just to have like a little note card to give them before the show starts. Like, yes, you can curse. JMOs are this. How dare you is this. I don't need to say it on the show. Uh, that would be a good idea, but I'll make it for yeah. her. Send it over. I'm sure she'll be really happy. And by the way, if you want to know my number, it's probably over ten. <laughs> uh, so how did you guess? Uh, did you play along and guess what all the people on the show? Uh, what their you know what? I kind of did. I just kind. Of, I didn't really go by the number. I was just like, oh, they're middle of the road. I I don't know why I didn't think of a number except for Jeff. I was like, he's like a zero. He shares literally nothing or non-truths which is like less than zero (laughs) did you play along i did and i was like dead on for everyone except jeff because when i've talked to him in real life he's relatively friendly and open so oh right i think that's what threw me off but i should have guessed that when he's on the show he does very much like to obfuscate everything yeah you're right though because i was thinking about that like our conversations that we've had with him in person, he's super open and says things where I'm like, whoa, he just like shared some nothing personal, though. But it's like if it's about uh, the Bobo Boys or Corolla or like that kind of stuff where it's like, wow, that's pretty like just open. <laughs> if we asked him anything in person, he would just say it. I think it would be fine. But yeah, recording, he's like, we, we I, lo- I think we know less of him than we did from the beginning yeah next time uh, i see him in person i'll be sure to ask if he uh wants to go out with you i'll give him like a note do you like lisa <laughs> yes <God>. no <laughs> circle one maybe no there's no maybes in this in this <laughs> okay thank you yeah don't give him any you're, options you uh lisa you're very <laughs> black and white if you know what i mean yeah boy <laughs> well i think uh we're done and done on this episode <laughs> lame actually it's a good joke daniel if you're listening great joke uh yeah i think we're done uh if you want to be on the show email bfncast at gmail.com follow the show on twitter at bfncast follow me at jmos and bffs don't fucking follow little rafi because he doesn't want to be followed and i'm just kidding where can we find you little rafi you can only find me on instagram and god knows how long this will last at r m c as in charlie g as in guitars and s as in shit (laughs) well uh bffs you're the fucking best thanks Uh, thanks thanks thank you and good night oh my god In a leafy mountain town When those winter nights come down 
and mist along the railway line hangs low. They hold dances in the hall. Now and then they hold a ball. It's mostly where the townsfolk like to go. In a cottage proud and neat, tucked away on Orchard Street, a pretty lass now hurried to the door. Kissed the mum and dad goodbye. She said, "I love you. I must fly." The little girl was going to the ball. She loved rock and roll and swings. She was a quick step champion. With pride, the dancers shared with her the floor. And every young bloke in the town was in love with Alice Brown. They came to watch her dancing at the ball. She was a stunning seventeen, as pretty as they'd ever seen, and leader of the district marching girls. Deep blue eyes and flashing smile, for which you'd walk a country mile. Going dancing, wore her hair in pretty curls. She was captain of her school, coached the kids down at the pool, led the cheer squad for the football team. She could sing. Play guitar. Someday she would be a star. Carried in her heart that child dream. And she loved rock and roll and swing. She was a quick step champion. With pride, the dancers shared with her the floor. And every young bloke in the town was in love with Ella's. Came to watch her dancing at the ball. As she hurried to the hall, pushing boundaries after all, she took that shortcut many times before. As her iPod loudly sang, it drowned out the bells that rang. Her friends would all be waiting by the door. Didn't see the flashing lights. She wore a hoodie winter nights. She didn't see the boom gates coming down. There was no time for fear or pain as she went underneath that train. A heavy mist hung over all the town. Her school in prayer assembled by the line. Little groups in disbelief came to grieve on Orchard Street and placed their tributes by the railway line. 
of those memories by the line Some may will to fade with time But no one takes that shortcut anymore Near the fence, a lonely cross And the town still mourns a loss Of a pretty girl just going to the ball She loved rock and roll and swing She was a quick step champion With pride the dancers shared with her the floor And every young bloke in the town Was in love with Alice Brown They came to watch her dancing at the ball But they won't see her dancing anymore I noticed that several young men, I'm assuming these were like the trendy types, they were wearing skin tight jeans. Like they were literally jeggings. And of course, the next day I wake up and it's like right next to my face. And so it was not the ideal situation, but I had to cozy up to a koala one way or another. And you know, this is the danger zone. When you're asleep, there's, there's no control of the back door. We hang out, we eat, we drink, we go to the fire pit. And uh, it's a good time.